like the bloodlust fills them with rage and they're just like, I need more blood. But that's me with carbs and I get like one taste of bread and I'm just like, I could have another. So there no are, one would have to know. There are two <laughs> kinds of people in this world and we just figured out which one you are. Happy New Year. What a wild ride 2021 has been. The birth of this podcast was definitely one of my best highlights. Uh, my New Year's resolution was to get these talks on Apple Podcasts, and we have. So what changed? Well, there was a bit of an issue with calling it The Whore Next Door, and I'd rather you fine folks can listen to my rants and guest interviews anywhere. So for those who are new and those who have listened from the start, happy 2022, and welcome to the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast. All of the links and contact remain the same. So you can still send your submissions for comments and advice, art, music, and anything else to twndpodcast at gmail.com and voice messages at anchor.fm slash twnd to potentially be featured on upcoming episodes. Today's returning guest is Caitlin Brooks. You may remember her from episode two, and if you haven't, I encourage you to go back and listen. So much has changed for Caitlin and myself since I first sat down with her, and I think you're going to learn a lot but more importantly, get the laughter that we all desperately need after the post-holiday blues. Thank you for listening, and please consider subscribing. For every subscriber, I have another subscriber, and that warms my heart. So enough from me, let's get into the show. Your face, wherever feels comfy. I like and if it you all can, the way inside my face. All the way. You can't put it all the way inside your mouth anymore because they have this barrier. To stop me from deep throwing the microphone. She needed it with all the, <laughs> I know. All the industry human beings coming here. We needed to make sure we weren't deep throating a microphone I know. for we fun. Have to be careful. I'm actually so actually uh, potentially by the time that this is released, this podcast might have a slightly different name. Um, because so as some of you guys know, I'm not sure when this will be released, but it's sometime in January. Um, if you guys are listening now, also welcome to the show. Um, I'm not going to intro title it. Um, I'm sure I'll create an intro by the time this is released because I'm having censorship problems because of the title. Yeah, so the whore next door apparently isn't really translatable. I, I'd more made this as a joke anyway, so I thought that it was a funny running title, but I didn't really take into consideration how much we're censored and stuff like that anyway. So um, potentially I'm thinking about turning it into the Totally Wholesome Not Dirty podcast so that I can keep the acronym... <laughs> So that might be the name of this podcast now. I'm not sure by the time you're hearing this. What do you think? The irony is fantastic. <laughs> I was just getting so frustrated because it was like I even had some friends who um are like I, I for instance have like a content creator friend and she's like and I love listening to your podcast but then I pull it pulls up in the car and like I'm driving around with my kids and they're like what's the whore next door and she's like I don't you know I mean it's fine but. I don't want to have to explain it. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Probably like should calm down a little bit and, you know, not have to. There's, is there any real point to like fight the good fight to like keep the name? Do you know what I mean? Like what, what does it really come down to? Like, what are you fighting for at the end of the day? <laughs> I'm not going to win. I just hate that we have to censor all of the sexy, but there's. Make sure. You can see the fun thing with this arm. You can bend the arm, push the arm down. But if you pull it in a proximity. Yeah. Do you want to be comfy? No, no. How are you comfortable? Say how you're comfy. I'll make it happen for you. The oh. accommodation is real. Because okay. <laughs> now we're not covering your face, but you're also getting close enough to pick you up, and then you don't have to be like, eh. 
we lean want, forward. We want and, like, comfort. Do you want to know why we want comfort today? Because it's a pajama day. We're both very tired. And I think with everything also that's been going on with you, a pajama day is very warranted. Do you want to talk about that for, for everyone who hasn't perhaps listened to your episode yet? This is my friend Caitlin Brooks. Hi, um, guys. David, throw the social. Three, two, one. Pew! Social media. Follow Caitlin. And uh, <laughs> make sure that you guys come back and listen to your episode. I think your episode, like three or four like yeah it was in the infancy it was in the infancy of the entire idea of your podcast it was actually really cool to be here during that time because now that I'm here today I get to see a lot of the advancements that you've made so far because like you've updated tech you've updated ideas you've updated quite a bit and it's really cool to see kind of the progression so I feel a little spoiled thank you (laughs) I'm, I'm really glad that I was able to have you back too because um it has been something like, especially when I started it, it was very new and just kind of like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. We were going off of one Yeti mic. and It's great timing, <laughs> though, because like you mentioned before, I've pretty much been out of content creation mm-hmm. almost since the last time we yeah for sure because you got you got your fantastic new Tito's like right after we shot the first podcast you were talking about it you were so stoked literally on literally the next like week and a half explosion of crap <laughs> yeah literally the next week and a half I was so excited because I got to go get my top surgery done but I had a little bit of reservation during that because I was also getting a hernia repair and a diastasis recti repair which is basically where they go in and Tack your um, ab muscles together. David, put a picture from science. Yikes. That's what it looks like. Uh, uh. Wait, wait. Can we react? I don't even know what the picture is, but I'm just like, yikes. Can we react to it? Three, two, one. (gasps) Okay, cool. Gross. So (laughs) I was on bed rest, basically healing from that. I wasn't able to sit up. So all of the requirements. I came over. She's trying to serve me food. I made a charcuterie board, like in, like from like a leaning down position. I was like, I asked my roommate, just bring me things, and I put it on the board, and then he's like, okay, I'll leave it in the kitchen for you, and then I didn't think about how to get it from the kitchen to my bedroom, and she, she goes, all right, so I come over to her house, right, to, like, hang out with her, because she can't f***ing move, and I was like, I'll bring weed, we'll maybe do crafts and just girl chat. Couldn't move my arms, couldn't sit up. And she goes, all right, all right. I was like, we bring everything into the bedroom, and she's sitting there, she's like, oh, I'll be right back, and I'm thinking, all right, she got, like, pee or something, and I hear clattering around the kitchen, I'm like, what are you doing? You can't lift things. You think you can do these things, Nemo, but you just can't. <laughs> oh, speaking of charcuterie, I know that this will seem weird in January, but I have your Christmas present and I would, can I give it to you? Oh, okay. stop. I didn't bring yours with me. It's tucked underneath the tree. I saw this and I saw it. I told you guys I was spoiled. Look. Little adventure. Okay, so in January, this will seem very odd to everybody. This is our New Year's present. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so excited. Do you want me to open it now? Yeah, go for it. Stop it. Because you were just talking about it. Yeah, so I just just got my new Tita's the last time we hung out. And shortly after that, um, I actually got COVID. So I went from being... Yeah, I heard that too. Out for one thing to out for another. Yep. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm making it out of the ground. Oh my god, stop! It's so cute! It's for Charcucci. (laughs) It's a lotus. It's like new life and rebirth after you are damaged and like 
how you can make the boards and carry them. You don't need people to carry I'm, them. I'm <laughs> a little bit of a yogi, too. So the I fact know. that it's a lotus, I'm like, I I'm know. so excited. That's why I thought. I was like, oh, that's Caitlin. <laughs> I love this woman. She's a very good gift giver because mm. that she nailed it. <laughs> All right, let's clean up on my bed. Oh, girl, just leave it. Like, throw it at the camera for all I care. All right. And speaking of fun things that we have done together before we get too far into describing your interesting journey the past few months, would you like any wake and bake? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have been supplied by Canovative. Love you guys, as always. And we have some acai mini motivator or we have their candy kush motivator Ooh. what are you feeling let's do candy kush because i'm it. sweet that candy all right so i'm gonna <laughs> open this and why don't you start talking a bit about your experience with covid um so covid wasn't too bad for me and i'm very thankful um i don't talk about my little person often but my mini mite got covid too and they were sick double the time that I was. Oh. Um, so for me, it just basically was a crazy little head cold. But of course, I was quarantined, which was the worst part of it for me as a yeah. human. Just not being able to like go do all of the things that I needed to do or wanted to do because I'd just been cleared to take my titties out into public. I was cleared to go out and... Yeah, and you were like, I want to go flaunt my shit. And I was now like, I, I want to go make content and kiss women and, and rub my titties on things because they're new. I have these new titties <laughs> and they need to touch everything and everything. so i was i was like oh man i can't do that dang can't do that dang so the day i got cleared the day i got a clear test because i tested like once and it was still positive and i tested a second time and it finally came back negative i booked edc and i went to edc for for the first time uh, being off bed rest my first new titty experience i decided to go walk three and a half Five, seven, ten, twelve miles a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, <laughs> well, it sounds like no a great. More and then, <laughs> and then, it sounds like a great thing. Like, yeah, I've been on bed rest. So I'm gonna work out and walk around and rage and have a great time. But it doesn't and really work. That my way body your went. Your body was too rested, and then your body's like, "No, I'm not ready." Yeah, my body said, "Um, excuse me. Do you not forget that you were on bed rest a few years ago for an accident where you fell three stories? You have previous injuries in your body. Yeah, and you're. You can't do this anymore. Also." We're not 20 anymore. Oh, I know. So my body decided my body decided to break on me while just, you know, walking casually. <clears throat> just casually walking. My meniscus went... Just You were just walking. Just and literally just, just walking. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's like, oh, I invited you to something. It was shortly after that. You were like, I would love to, but my leg. I was like, what do you mean your leg? You just got surgery on your tits. What does that have to do with your leg? And you're like, well, I was walking and I broke it. Like, what do you mean? So <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. What? So cue another six to eight weeks of me being down and out. And so it was just a little period of time where my body told me, pause, hang on, yeah. reevaluate, reset, recover. And it gave me a lot of mental time to plan and prep. Yeah, for sure. Which is also kind of important because I think a lot of times... When we are doing that thing, especially when you have your new titties done, for instance, you want to like 
put it all out there into the world right wanna, we, we end up doing run. way too much you and so run <clears throat> yeah and life has a way of like slowing you down and being like hey take a minute because you have so much coming up now that you need all this time to figure out what you're going to do with it and maybe not break your leg <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not be down and out in you know another week so i'm actually really excited because it gave me the the mental downtime well the physical downtime that i had to take so it had me running with ideas in my head for content creation, new projects, for things sure, I want to do. Which is great because it's like now you have this whole game plan for how the next however six months, year, whatever looks like as far as like coming back into everything. And you're like, oh, I'm actually freshed, like, like freshed, <laughs> fresh, refreshed, refreshed. Thank you. <sighs> I hate myself. Anyway. <laughs> Good morning. The coffee is still kicking in. It is not here yet. I was like... Takes 30 minutes for caffeine to kick in, so you got time. Girl, thank you, because I have, like, zero energy. I don't know. The past couple days, too, here in Vegas has been so gray that it is so difficult for me. Like, I just had Eva Long. Like, winter finally came. You know how they're like, winter is coming. Yeah. That whore. And it's here. Yeah, that fucking whore needs to stop coming. She came on everything. She ruined everything. Everything needs to be washed. Seasonal depression is a real thing. It really is. And I never, I kind of never took much stock in it. I was just like, oh, I'm always depressed. Well, when you're juggling a lot but in now your I'm life, not always depressed. When you're juggling so a lot in your life, which you were for a couple years, I mean, amassing where you are, and I mean, you're a wonderful ex, just all the things that you've juggled. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not even, yeah, but now looking at it, it's like, I, I'm so spoiled. Like, we live in a place where it is warm, warm and beautiful, like, all the fucking time. Like, what am I, what am I complaining about? But it is that it's hard to get out of that head funk when it just sits it us cold. gray over it everything. It gets cold and we definitely have a winter here though yeah. because I'm and from it's San dark Diego. at like 3 p.m. and you're just like Whoa. I'm from San Diego where it thankfully doesn't get very cold in the winter mm-hmm. still. Like I feel like it gets colder here in Vegas and people don't realize that it's such an extreme client like client climate. Client. <laughs> climate <laughs> it's so extreme what a dirty mistress this weather is <laughs> but you have like the extreme hot but then in the winter it's extremely cold yeah. and extremely dry when yes, it's because, cold and and the dryness is what makes it even colder my but skin's then, been like coupled with that you also have like the abrasive winds that just like want to rip your flesh off your body when you're outside for two seconds so we go we grazed on my accident or like yeah. from earlier i have a metal plate and eight screws in my left arm so there's metal plates like yeah. a little fake elbow when it gets cold i feel it it's like bone chilling my, my insides are cold oh, yeah fuck. <laughs> yeah cold is like the one thing that i don't do i'm happy to stay in tropical places where it's warm that's why are, i live in las vegas because you have that can you like sense when the weather is gonna be bad like how those people are always like oh feel it in my elbow winter is here like so, like that kind of thing. so it's more like i said that bone chilling cold yeah. when it gets here in vegas we get that very dry crisp abrasive cold so i don't really feel that coming i just step into the outside and i'm like oh ah! you're like oh but right. i did know that when it got really cold and it was snowing mm-hmm. it's like the moisture in the air makes your elbow feel or my elbow feel yeah. different your elbow <laughs> it could maybe it does i haven't been in a moist climate for a while <laughs> i mean i mean it's been at least a month <laughs> i haven't been working with other girls lately i don't know what to tell you i mean it's been a lot of solo action up in here <laughs> we can make it moist Oh my god. 
I hear that your poops and your leg are healed. Would you like to get moist? <laughs> also, How do you know I'm not moist already? Okay, and here's another funny thing, because what is it with the, the word moist that people find so gross? Like, I'm sorry, but it's not that bad of a word. Moist. It, it doesn't even have, like, the weirdest syllables it's only, together. It's only about, like, how you say it, like, moist. <laughs> okay, if you say it like that, I'm out. <laughs> like, do you want to come lick my vagina? It's moist. moist. <laughs> it's so moist. It's like, it's a, it's a way of how you say it. Like, you can make any word sound gross, like... Um, all right, give me a word and I can make it sound gross. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> like, you can... I love it. Spaghetti. I think that... Like, you can make it... It's like, it's just... I think that that goes for saying that there are some languages that just sound like sexy languages where other languages don't sound sexy, no matter mm-hmm. what you're saying. You could be saying the most intimate, sexy thing in the world, but in certain languages, it's not going to come off sounding like pillow talk. Yeah. I just feel like it's also one of those things that, like, the internet just tells you to hate. And so you have to. Preconditioning. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's here's this word, and it's trending that this is gross <laughs> because this one person had a weird conversation about it, and now the entire world thinks that it's a gross word. <laughs> but I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad either. Although there are things on the internet that do have a definite reaction that's pretty typical. Like what? Um, I mean, I agree. I'm just wondering. I'm trying to think of one that, like, everybody would easily know. As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is, why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered kawaii lighting, and I realized that it actually can be, and it is, at kawaiilighting.com. These aren't basic ring lights. They stand out. So whether you're looking for RGB to make a statement or want to do something extra cute, like with their cat, heart, or star-shaped lights, kawaiilighting.com has you covered. Get one for yourself. Get one for the cute streamer in your life. Whoever you get one for, use code TWND at checkout or click the affiliate link in the description to let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Two girls, one cup. Oh, I feel like I even the if people haven't seen it, they know what they I'm know. talking about. They know, and that's something. And they're like, "This is as much as I that ever I need to know." I definitely have a standard reaction to, yeah. and I'm okay with it. Is is like, what do you think is the grossest thing on the internet that you've seen? Because like, our job numbs us. I feel like to. I'm just gonna put this out for now. But I think gross is relative to. Because Each human being. Because... I, I think it is. But I think also with our job, we're so desensitized to so many things that like... That's what I'm saying. There are so many things that I think some people would look at as gross yeah. that I'm like, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> or and like, there are other... or like hey, I'm going to send this to my friends a weird mouth. <laughs> and then there are other things that I'm sure other human beings would be like, that's pretty normal. And I'm like, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> Like, like, what what do you find you, Lego Batman? Mm. <laughs> um, for me, um, okay, so I know a lot of human beings who think those Dr. Pimple Popping videos are really cool. And so I they pop them. up on my so satisfying thing on my and Snapchat. Like, no. So I can watch them. But I've learned that as soon as it co- turns into a cyst... I immediately shut down. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm freaked out. Why is it so oh, different? Really? What's the... I don't even know. 
how is a there, pimple different than a cyst? I but know, they're so satisfying. It freaks though. me and out like, to a deep level. It's like, oh my God, I love it so much because, okay, so I have my own extractor kit. I like to do it to myself, but I like to do it to I other people it. too because I'm just like, I know where the worms live. And I've talked about this before. Like, you guys, I know where you guys the can worms see live. the excitement in my face. I'm sure. Like, I love it <laughs> so much. No, because you can tell the difference. You can tell which one is going to be what, right? Because when you're inspecting the pores, when you really get the fuck in there, oh, why you are you see... not an esthetician? You could literally just hmm. practically orgasm because I can't, people all day. I can't stick to a schedule because I'm so busy with being naked. Um, so anyway. <laughs> I do prefer you naked. I do too. <laughs> like I'm wearing pajamas right now. I own pajamas <laughs> so that I can look like I wear pajamas. We literally had this conversation when I got here. The first thing I said was, so I got up this morning and had to figure out what pajamas to put on. Yeah, because like. <laughs> Oh, we said naked, like rational human beings. The only anyway. thing I do wear is I now wear a bra to bed, but not like a underwear Yeah, but bra. to help support the new but, tatas. You but, have to. But that's it. And I'm just like, feel it is so silky. <laughs> um, But okay, so the worms. So, Because <laughs> you know where they live. Yes, and you know where they live. You After you have extracted enough pimples and blackheads and little things like that from pores you get to know the differences like when they're little whiteheads you know that it's either going to be if it's just like a whitehead you're going to get a nice little core that comes out but if it's red around a really small whitehead then it's going to be a lot of fucking pus and blood and it's not going to look like anything was in there but that's what was in there she's really into this yeah class. and then the ones that are black or like brown that almost Did look I like they could be moles kink? but they're not I think I found her Those key. are the fucking worms because you get the little angled extractor, right? And you just press the wire against it and you go with the direction that the pore comes so that it comes out really easily. And you just start to guide it and then like this like a big chunk of worm comes out of the back. And it's so fucking gross and it's so satisfying. I love it so much. And you just have to imagine if that was inside of your skin, that must be such a relief. Like that the that the that you're feeling because I know it is for me when I do it. It's like a fucking. I love you so much. I'm not jerking off to this. I just. Enjoy <laughs> She's like, I'm not jerking off to this right now. I'm I'm around company. <laughs> and on like, YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But I just find it so satisfying. I don't know. And then I just like. This clean is what I'm saying after. is I can handle the pimples, but. When you're watching them, then it turns into like cystic stuff, and I'm like, I can't handle it, I can't do it. Mm. And so that's not even the grossest thing I've seen on the internet, but that's just the one that that is like reoccurring, I guess, because it because it keeps popping up. Yeah, it's just reoccurring. And <sighs> just like, but up, dad jokes. Uh, dad jokes are my absolute favorite kind of comedy and humor. If they're it's so punny, simple. I just love a good pun. I don't, that's probably just that's how my dad actually is <laughs> i love yeah. that see punny punny jokes are like, like my guilty groan. pleasure I... I love to groan <laughs> i groan at myself constantly especially when i have to like go back and edit like you cam streams of myself and i'm just sitting there looking at myself because that's this is how i cam but with no clothes and i'm just stoned and just talking shit to a camera amen <laughs> and so when i go back to edit this and it's like you get stoned it's like you remember what you talk about but you don't remember like how you looked like half the time i'm not even looking at myself in the camera and i'm just like 
I have no idea what like what my face looks like. And I'm just like, how are people watching me? Do people watch this to be entertained? Okay, That's so... insane to me because I'm so obnoxious. When I do lives on like OnlyFans, I will repost my live or send my live out in a yep. DM. But yep. not ever once, not a single time have I rewatched that. Why? Because then you guys would never see it. You would never, ever, ever see it because I'd find the part. But I'm like, nope, can never no. be seen by human eyes. I edit mine to make them more fucked up. <laughs> like, I put captions and shit, like, sometimes. I love this. Or, like, I do, dun, 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 like, zooms into my face. Like, it just, I try to make it fun because I'm like. I absolutely love that. I like to give them, honestly, when it comes to my lives, I edit my videos and I edit so much of my content that my lives I like to keep very raw. And that's one of the reasons I don't go back and watch it. Because if I do, I want to cut things out. I want to put things in. I want to. And I'm like, nope, take it. That's why I'm always like, if you guys want to catch me live, I don't do it as often as I used to. So this is the time. Show up. Otherwise, you're going to get something that you're going to watch and be like, did this actually happen? I'm like, yes, but not with all like the cool pans and (laughs) zooms and like text and stuff. Like you can't do that live. Live is definitely my jam. I feed off of having somebody else to bounce yeah. things off of. I really, I thrive sure. in that. So I love being live. It's probably what I do most. Yeah. And since being down and out for my injuries, it's what I've been doing least. Yeah. So I'm getting really excited with a whole rebrand that's coming for me in January. Ooh, it's exciting. But uh, to do that again, just be live. Yeah. Because... Well, <laughs> having an audience is, is so much more engaging. Like, it's awesome to make the content and it's fun to be creative with the content. But that's what the draw of camming always was. Because it's like... It's, it's like a mini... It, it, maybe this is dumb, but it sounds like a, it's like a mini stage. Yes, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like your private little stage where it was not really private. There's like a lot of fucking people on <laughs> the internet for Christ's sake. But like it feels like, you know, a little audience and like you're being an entertainer. And it's like a lot less pressure because there's not actually people there. And, you know, you can be a little just more free with that, which is what's really fun. And I think that's a big part of what draws fan base to you. I think for is your me, ability to do that for me. I cam in like my space at home and I think that I'm very lucky because I used to cam in a studio and now that I cam in my space at home, I feel more myself. Mm. So my live streams are a very equal balance of 50-50, like all the sexy stuff and all the like privates and exclusives that I do on streaming. But really, honestly, it's like coming and sitting in my bedroom if you were my best friend. Like, 90% of my camming (laughs) is just me being a total dork. Yeah. Like, um, I'm a little sad that I can't smoke weed on Streamate anymore. It's um, part of their, their recent rule change. And so... Before it was me smoking weed and hanging out, and now it's me just kind of being a dork. Just go smoke it in the bathroom. I just stuff off cam because, like, just respectfully, like, just stand up with your head out of frame, like. That's what I'm saying. You just know, respectfully, but, yeah. I step off cam. Respectfully, <laughs> but yeah, and that's what. Oh my god, and it's crazy. So like, I, having had to do multiple solo episodes because of cancellations, it is so awkward for me to just sit here. And talk to a camera like it's that sounds easy hard. because of like it's just me talking to a camera which I'm used to, but there's no screen behind it of people like 
talking back. You know what I mean? It's hard and so to it's... have a one-sided conversation because where is the conversation yeah. part of it? Like I respect the, that. Like the last solo episode, I was like, I got 40 minutes out of this. Oh, my God, that's shocking. I felt like it was 15 seconds of time talking. I because... respect that. When you're a new cam model, I feel like a, a lot of new cam models or beginner cam models or even if you've been in the industry and you come back to camming live i feel like a lot of people can relate with the fact that when you sit in an empty cam room it is like talking to yourself it is like entertaining without it's like having a conversation without the other side of the conversation and i don't think that people always understand that or realize and, and that's that. why it can be so hard is you... to come out into the real world and have an actual conversation yes because, because... you're like wait people say stuff back like in real time and i have to like react in real time not with lag like you can't blame lag for like reading five people's comments and then replying to them individually that's not how conversation works i'm so glad that i almost (laughs) never deal with that on stream mate oh my gosh Uh, that's probably the biggest benefit is i almost never deal with lag it's so real time for me but my biggest problem is you learn to entertain in a way where you're predominantly talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you go to have a conversation with your friend and realize you never fucking shut up. And you're just like, oh, or it's that sometimes it's it's like you don't know how to be a part of the conversation. So you're too quiet. And then they end up doing most of the talking because you're like, I it, wish I had you ever, ever get, had that problem. So, so do you ever get this? I, I don't know. I've had it before. I have it less, actually. The, doing the podcast has helped me be able to talk to people a lot better, which is cool. I love that. But do you ever get it where you're in a conversation with someone and they're they're saying something and it's a little long-winded, but you have like points along the way that your brain thinks of and you're like, oh, I can relate this, but I don't want to interrupt. But you're trying to hold on to that thought so that you can still bring it up while still trying to pay attention to what they're so... saying when five more thoughts pop up that you're trying to hold on to and you get to that like to where you can talk and then you're just like, Phew. all of your points vanish and you're just like, uh... So I realized this is actually something I've gone over with my therapist before because I have always felt like I'm the kind of person who interrupts a lot in conversations. And it's not to be disrespectful or because I'm not listening. It's actually quite the opposite. It's that I'm listening so intently. You've said that to me before. And I want you as a human being to know that I relate to you and that I understand because I want you as a human being to relate to me because it brings me joy. Yeah. So I catch myself interrupting and it's something that I have always... When I go back and everybody goes back and thinks about their conversations at night, you know, that like running through those conversations. Yeah. The conver- okay. So also, side, I- side note, conversations that you're going over in your head that nobody else is thinking about. Yes. Nobody else is thinking about how you. So when I do that, that though, when I do that, I always realize you talked so damn much or I say you interrupted so much. So people I talk to regularly like you, like you said, I've already had this conversation once. I apologize. And I'm like, hey, I don't mean to interrupt you. And if you ever feel like I'm interrupting you, like, tell me. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm working on my social skills. So I'm going to try to interrupt you more so that I actually say stuff. And I'm like, but yes, it's also please. still really hard for me. So I'm going to interject now and then and be like, oh, I, talk I forgot. A lot when the more nervous I am or uncomfortable I am, the more I word blab. I know yeah. that some people have the exact opposite and they'll get quiet. Dear God, I fucking wish. I get, yeah, I get quiet. I'll sit there and I'm just like, okay. And that's when a lot of people, I think, think that I don't like them or that I'm like standoffish or that I'm a cunt because when I'm uncomfortable, I, <laughs> I just start to get like quiet and I'm just like, I have 
nothing that I can possibly contribute to this conversation. See, I am a garbage degenerate human. Mm-mm. I'm a piece of shit. Nobody fucking look at me. How do I, how do I human right now? What the fuck? Yeah. And I start overthinking it and then I'm just sitting there like. My brain decides <laughs> that any and every thought that I think must be said out loud immediately so that people can speak back to me. So I'm like, there's like, reaffir- I don't know, reaffirmation. Yeah, I don't fuck. even, I don't know why my brain does it, but as soon as I get nervous, it's like a word dump. And then like, I'll realize what I said five seconds later and be like, was this the appropriate time to say that? <laughs> I don't know how long this bottom button has been unbuttoned, but I hope that at no point my boobie came out. I don't think. I think we're good. Sorry. I Oops. just noticed that. I was like, sorry, David. I'm sure David would let me know. But. <laughs> Put away your ditty. I, I don't know how we got on that tangent. <clears throat> oh, we were talking about, because we were talking about the fact that we both have different ways of like awkwardly fucking up conversations right which stemmed from which is kind of perfect for both of us (laughs) as we awkwardly fuck up this conversation you're you're like i'm gonna try to talk less i'm like cool i'm gonna try to talk more we can do this (laughs) we got this you and me all right ready okay we We got got this this. we got this (laughs) i could just fucking Uh, hype each other up because oh my god oh it all came from camming life and how those play into awkward conversations for sure See, I'm actually really excited because outside of Camming Live, I really like the live in-person events. And I know I know not everybody does, but again, I'm a little bit of an exhibitionist. I'm so. an exhibitionist. What I don't like is the disrespect. Oh. Uh, I don't like the disrespect. Yeah. You know? But I, it's like, you know, I, I did enjoy so much about the conventions. It's just like the last convention was not not great but it was also at a time i think that i was going through something that was not i'm actually really excited because i like the industry-based events where it's mostly industry human beings so i'm going to xbiz in january oh okay yeah i was invited to that but i'm not going to stuff at the time i understand i'm going to xbiz in january and then my first fan event back in i don't know almost two and a half three years now is going to be X3. And I'm kind of excited. New That's exactly person, what I'm excited so. about is it's right after my rebranding. Mm-hmm. It's like great timing. So I'm excited to go back into yeah. live camming and then yeah. see humans. Yeah. And be careful and don't support if humans break your leg. Yeah. And no. Walk a little less. Maybe have some fans like <laughs> carry you on their shoulders like a queen. Okay. Just... So I know this sounds really, really, really lame, but I actually am limiting like how hard I'm going to go because I. I know that my excitement is level 145 right now because it's it's my first event back. But I'm also like, make sure you take breaks. Make sure you're not overscheduling. So, like, I haven't actually reached out to, like, film content with anyone yet or, like, really set plans. Yeah, Because I'm like, I don't want to overwhelm myself with my first event back. You have to go at your own pace. It's it's like when you're high and hungry and you're like, I don't want to cook anything, so I'm going to order something. And you order enough food for, like, ten fucking people, you're never going to eat it all. You know what I mean? But then, so you either catch, waste a bunch of food or you do a, eat it all. I was just about to say, catch me on a good day. And you have all these regrets, okay? <laughs> True. So don't overindulge. Catch me on a good day. Food is my love language. I can't eat it all. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> that sounds like a motherfucking challenge. I um. What is your biggest comfort food? What's your go-to comfort food? I am. I have such a sweet tooth. It's so bad. I need to be so. Like sweets last be- night, I ordered sweets before bed. Last night That's I, the worst. For last me. night, I ordered donuts. 
Yes. Like I had mochi donuts two o'clock in the morning. I had two o'clock in the morning. I I ordered donuts. I had mochi donuts with you for the first time. And since having mochi donuts with you for the first time, I've had them like five more times. They're so good. (laughs) They're so chewy and delicious. It's ridiculous. I'm not a big donut person. You can like take off a little piece at a time, leave it. Come back, have another snack later. I'm not a big tube. donut person. I'm normally like a cake kind of human. Yeah, but they're cakey. So but they're also as, like not. As soon as I met they're this so donut confusing. that you brought to my life, I was like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever and eaten. And they have different flavors every month, so you're never bored. It's always a different Delicious. donut. Mm. Mm. So donuts are your go-to comfort food. I love donuts, but as far as like, like stuff that's not just like snacky, I just love pasta. Like pasta you're a carbaholic i love carbs so much i like that it's so hard for me to not eat the things that i like really want to i've been so good lately we've been cooking my man and i and we we've been eating so many vegetables Mm, vegetables i've grown to appreciate a lot of vegetables but there's so many vegetables and sometimes i'm just like i want to eat an entire loaf of bread i want to shove it down my throat i don't even want to taste it i just want a whole baguette just down okay, my throat. I want it so, so I will admit to at least once or five times in my life <laughs> so you know healthy. those big dollar loaves of bread you can get at like Albertsons or like Smith's or Kroger's depending yeah, on where you are the ones that you can just rip scrub some Nutella on no no I just fucking... rip the crusty top off I like to and dip then it and stuff hollow and make it worse out the, it, this is disgusting you're going to this is really disgusting I so they're like this you. big rip the crusty top off and, and I just out hollow the out the inside and like your whole arm eventually I mean my whole arm Girl. eventually fits inside it and you're just like grabbing no I appreciate that bread. because you understand bread bowls are the most amazing thing in the world to me because you get to eat all of the, the the bread all the good part of the bread from the inside and just leave the crust because that's the bowl you don't eat bowls that. we're humans we don't eat bowls you get the inside of the bowl <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My favorite part of the bread bowl is eating the bowl, the bowl. afterwards. You're like, get this fucking soup out of here, motherfucker! Like, I like when the soaked, soggy yes, bread at the, the end. only purpose of the soup in a bread bowl is to make the moist bread wet. All right, you. I'm gonna judge you, you after this. What kind of soup, soup do you put in your bread bowl? Clam chowder. Ooh, clam chowder or Ooh, corn chowder. Any kind of chowder. Chowder. I fucking love chowder. For me, it's. Cheddar broccoli soup with oh a second God, that of clam too. chowder. That too. Cheddar broccoli soup. Oh my God. Oh my God. The amount of bread bowls with broccoli <laughs> cheddar soup that I ate from Panera Bread in college was insane. Like, I don't know I'm how a, I wasn't I'm a 350 ca- pounds. I'm it a made cafe no sense. Zupa girl myself because... Well, I didn't have that. Get me with Michigan. those strawberries. <laughs> they come free. I love it's it. It's free. I love it. They just give you a chocolate-covered strawberry for free. It makes no sense. I feel like royalty every Zupa's time. If Cafe Zupa's wanted to sponsor this, I would not say no because I don't understand how you can just give a free strawberry covered in chocolate. They don't even like I feel like specify. royalty every time. Like, who in the choose to menu just goes, who, who checks, no, I don't want a chocolate-covered strawberry. I don't want that. Who would check that box? That's an option. It makes no sense to me. Oh, my God. It's so delicious. Fuck, I kind of really want cafe zupas. <laughs> my my eye just twitched because I literally was trying to think of what kind of human. <laughs> not, I was like, oh, my God, who would do that? Like, eat it no. later. I'm okay with but Not no. at all? <laughs> Thanks. Not for me. I'm cutting. <laughs> like, 
fuck off. That it's person better be allergic to A, strawberries, B, chocolate, or D, all of the above. You better have some shit going on. A, B, like... D, by the way. There was no... Oh, my God. That makes me so angry to think that there's okay. a person out there that checks that box and they're just like, they refuse a free chocolate-covered strawberry. It makes no sense to me. See, sweets and it's carbs... Upsetting. Sweets and carbs are a definite high one for me when it comes to comfort food. Yeah, like anything like that. Like you said, like pick one. I can't because See, like give me pasta, give me bread, give me death. Just carbs. All of that, please. My comfort food is Filipino food because yeah. that's my grandmother mm. cooked all the time. Yeah, and like, you said. So literally everything I can think of, though, that I would eat is, again, carbs yeah for sure <laughs> is again carbs and things like that but those... filipino food is my go-to like comfort Do you know food. what i'm thinking of right now those ube rolls like the the ube the, rolls the ube, with the yeah with the, the, the purple, purple yeah. stuff on the inside oh my god those are so good i've been thinking about those for a while but some i can't i just can't make it over to the store where i know they have it because i've been so busy they're right down the street from me i'll get you some they really are right down the street from me. I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. They actually make, most people don't know this, the the, the yam stuff mm -hmm. that's inside those, they make it as like a jam. So you can just spread it Shut on toast. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's called <laughs> ube <Shut> jam. Up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm so serious. But then I would need to keep bread in the house, and I can't do that because I will not allow bread to stay in this house. Like yesterday, I bought a loaf like a loaf so, of asiago cheese bread so that is made fresh daily bring from... rolls to your house every time i go <laughs> girl like i just bought this last night like at 6 p.m it is over half of the loaf is gone <laughs> i love that i absolutely love that i'm a I sucker for that red around. cheddar jalapeno bread you can get it's so soft and oh, fluffy God. it tastes like asiago cheese all the way through the bread even the crust is good. It makes no sense, and I can't stop eating it. And so, based on the present you got me, you obviously know that I'm a big charcuterie board person. Um, yes, we've charcuterie so together before. <laughs> I always have crackers and bread and stuff for my charcuterie boards, like, in my house. And I have to, like, actively... ADHD brain allows me to do this. I have to put them in a cabinet that I don't frequently open because mm -hmm. if I don't see it, I don't think about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because if I open that cabinet, the first thing I'm like, oh, bread. <laughs> Like I could, I could just have a little bit, but it's never a little bit because you, you're, you, I go you back. Give, it's like when, it's like when you know a, a predator they taste blood for the first time, right? And that's me with carbs that's because me it's with like sugar. you know they they get the taste of it and they're like oh, and like the bloodlust fills them with rage and they're just like I need more blood. But that's me with carbs and I get like one taste of bread and I'm just like, I could have another. So there no are... one would have to know. I could eat all these donuts right now and then i do and it's so bad and i i can't i can't do it I have to so, be so there careful. are two kinds of people in this world and we just figured out which one you are there is the person who has to abstain from things that are bad for them because they fight over indulgence and there are those people who in no human realm could they a hundred percent abstain from things they can't they have to take little pieces of these things so that's two different kinds I of personality types constantly and you are clearly the extremist who's like yes or no you're yeah. not the i have to have a little bit to get me by no that's not you you're like yes or no right. i'm like <laughs> that is how i am and that's why that's, I, that's, that's why my I personality so i understand why, and that's why i don't drink alcohol because it's yes or no so it's like i'm not drinking alcohol or i'm drinking all the alcohol <laughs> See, that's and my so that's personality. Why, that's why I don't I do it. That. I'm so not a moderation I can't human. do it with carbs. That's why I'm like, 
when I allow myself carbs, I'm like, okay, today is a day where I'm having bread and I'm having all the bread. I'm having all the carbs. It's not going to stop it. until I go to sleep. It's going to be from the time I start eating, which is like seven o'clock at night until the time I go to bed. Like who fucking knows when that is, but I am eating that entire time. <laughs> I respect that. I'm an all or nothing kind of human. I think that's why <laughs> intermittent fasting works out well for me because it's like, here's, here's the problem. If I start eating like in the morning, I just want to snack throughout the whole day. And when I just eat, I just feel lethargic and I don't feel motivated to do stuff. And I'm, But the only thing I'm motivated to do is eat more. We are the exact opposite <laughs> human being. If I don't eat within the first 15 to 20 minutes of getting up, I'm violently <clears throat> nauseous all day. No. Fuck. I have to eat. I get more nauseous if I eat in the morning. That's insane to me. Because I can't eat until like it's dark outside. I'm like, oh, I forgot to eat. It's time to eat now. When I travel, the first thing I do before I check into my hotel is I go pick up a bunch of bananas so that I can eat within the first 10 minutes of waking also, up every day. I knew that you. So I have bananas as an option because it's morning. And I was like, we are smoking weed, but we should probably have something a little healthy so we could eat a banana. And bananas <laughs> are kind of phallic shaped, but I, it's food and we're con like consuming it. So I don't think we can get in trouble for it because this is a totally wholesome, not dirty podcast. TWND. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I'm calling it. So this might not age well. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I have to eat within the first 15 to 20 minutes and then I eat probably every three to four hours. And if I don't, I'm like the opposite of like... A magpie from like the uh not a magpie, the um the little gremlins. But what are they called before they're gremlins? Mogwai. Mogwai. See I was Mogwai. Mogwai. I think that's correct. Mogwai, mug. Don't feed them after dark and okay, I'm don't the put water on them. I'm the opposite Can you not of get wet after. No, I'm time? the op I was just supposed to say I'm the opposite of that thing. Like if You're you like, stop I can get wet and um, feed me all the time. Because if you stop feeding me, I turn into the gremlin, not the yeah. cute little fuzzy one. Yeah. Because I'm a grump when I haven't eaten. It's probably the one thing that like puts me in a foul mood. I just am short and quippy very quickly so i don't know how you do intermittent fasting i, I would i would eat people <laughs> i feel like I've, I've always done it in a way because like especially the way my cam schedule used to be it's like Proud of i would have no i would have like no time to eat and it's like i don't i didn't want to eat before cam because i knew it would make me sleepy and just like all lethargic of my fans on cam. can testify to this we are eating together <laughs> Like we're eating. I okay. It, it was years, I think, before I let anyone ever watch me eat anything on cam. And also, it's disgusting when I eat because since I go for such long periods between There's... eating, once I finally my body is like, "You're ready to eat now." It's like, Ugh. it's just like it's I disgusting. Love I love, that. and I just all I can focus on is eating the food in front of me and like zoning out either on like what I'm watching or just zoning out completely and just shoveling food into my mouth. I 100% had a tip to feed me chocolate-covered strawberries during Valentine's Day and a tip to feed me a Christmas cookie during the, the holiday season last year You're because like, so I don't fuck around with my food. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot. What are you doing tomorrow? You? Question oh, mark. <laughs> but unfortunately for you, it's a bloodbath. Um, so we're making cookies tomorrow and edibles. Actually, I do have plans tomorrow, but you do. 
we might be able to work around them. I'm going to a mental health retreat. Ooh. Yes, it's an industry based mental health retreat. Oh, you want to talk about this? Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought up what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. It's after Uh, the fact, but I think it's still good to like talk about because from what I've heard about this company, it's. And hopefully, once this has aired, there's already another retreat in the process of being planned. Um, I, as I've mentioned a hundred freaking times at this point, I work for Streamy, who is partnered with Pineapple Support. David. Pineapple Support. Pineapple Support, who is run by a phenomenal group of human beings and a phenomenal group of representation, like all of the people who are involved with them. I think everyone I've talked to who's a advocate for them or like a partner has just been a great human being. They're a mental health support for our industry, Mm -hmm. adult industry, which is phenomenal. They basically pair um, human beings in our industry with healthcare professionals who don't have an implicit bias and they give really great resources for all things mental health. Obviously they're hosting a retreat which is going to have talks on you know how you view yourself personally, um, legal talks about our industry. It's it's all inclusive on things that like stress us out. You yeah know? things that a lot of people don't know about and especially like I feel like a lot of people in this industry um, can be very isolated and don't really have a good support system. Um, The biggest thing that I learned when I started seeking mental health for myself, and I felt super alone when I went through this, and it wasn't until going to an ex-biz event and sitting in the room with Pineapple Support and hearing that there were other human beings who dealt with this mm -hmm. exact issue. The biggest issue I learned when I started to seek help for my mental health, from my situation and in my personal life, was there are so many therapists in this world who look at our jobs or what we do or how we make money as the core problem Mm -hmm. it's almost like they can't see what else is going on in your life as an individual issue it all relates back to or like the circumstances surrounding your life that may have put you in this industry in the first place and then also the inability to step outside the industry once you're in it they focus on almost like our industry has to be re-traumatizing versus for some people myself included in this a lot of the time it's exactly the opposite Mm -hmm. it's re-empowering it gives you the control over your autonomy yourself Mm -hmm. your it gives you back the option to say yes and no in certain Mm -hmm. situations that um in your vanilla life may have been taken away from you yeah and so it's definitely a platform that I was shocked when I when I started to finally, you know, get the strength to go through your own trauma and like yeah. sift through that shit. When you finally get to a place to want to go through that, to sit in the office of somebody who has a completely different viewpoint as you, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much friction that causes and how hard it is to work on yourself if the person that you're sitting with doesn't have some of the same views and ideologies mm-hmm. or understand your views and ideologies. Yeah, for sure. I've I've heard that from a lot of people. And honestly, that was a huge reason just hearing so many stories from people who that happened to. And then also having tried to start therapy when I was going through my divorce and also getting that same opinion and reaction that basically see it's a common thing everything was around like not looking at all of the years of abuse or anything that led up to the point of me being in the industry that wasn't even my choice to be a part of because it's like they didn't they didn't explore enough to get to anything besides well this is what you do so this is the problem and it's like well the problem also comes from well now 
what what else do you do? Because it's like they don't want you to do it, but they take away your option to do almost anything else because everybody sees you through the prism of, well, that's what you are. No matter whether you try to step back from it and do something else or not, all they can see you as is the person who got naked on camera I or had sex. I think this is another side to pull away from the just mental health part. I think this is another part of sex work is work. That whole mm-hmm. mantra. I think it's not only about justifying that making money on our sexual identity is valid. I think that it's also separating that sex work is our job, mm-hmm. not our personal identity. Exactly. And yes. It's sex like... work is work. Sex work is yes. not and it's, for some people, sex work is who off. they are. Mm-hmm. For some people, sex work is who they are. And I'm not discrediting anyone who who that's what they would that's what they portray their personal identity as. Mm-hmm. But for other people who keep it very separate and their sex work life is different from their real life or separated from, mm-hmm. I feel like people can't ever see that mm-hmm. from anyone in our industry. It's, it's just like like not everybody is the same. So yes, of course there are people who are there like Porn is me. I am porn. This is this and is I res- me. And I respect that. I'm not Fuck saying that's a, that's not a bad but, thing. But also, people should have <laughs> respect for that as well. But people also need to understand and respect that some people, it's just like at the end of the day, it's like sex work is work for them. We're it's working, not a personal You know, identity. we turn it off, and it's like you you can't always turn it off because it's like you always have to be available. Because at the end of the day, you're, it's a service based industry. So I it's think like that's you entrepreneurship in itself. Like yeah. there are you, you always a, in any entrepreneurship type job. I feel like there's a lot more time commitment yeah. than a nine but, to five. But I feel like with this, it's like even being available is just being this like right now because there are people who like us that watch this or or being you know like this on the couch and they're sexting them while we're eating potato chips because it's like at some point you turn it off a bit but you're always still on for example going through my healing process yeah that was really hard for me because i couldn't be available to my fans in a parameter and i was there were some fans who were so encouraging and Mm -hmm. supportive and so there for me that i almost have like a newfound appreciation for them yeah, for sure but i was shocked to see how many people when i did take a large step back were bitter angry yeah. um there's always going to be those a- people accusatory i was i was very shocked because i didn't realize i had people like that in my fan mm-hmm. base but i mean there are happy and sad people in any area of life so yeah. but it's i was just, i was just parts of the job is that we get it, it and i say perks of the job sarcastically because it's kind of like the difference with yeah you get that in in any other industry but with us it, the, i think one of the differences is and this kind of goes for i think any kind of streamer or content creator not just the adult industry is kind of like and i think i've talked about this before but we're putting so much of ourselves into what it is that we do and because we can't ever fully turn it off anything that kind of negatively comes back is so easy to take as like a personal attack on our person because that's how they're trying to perceive it but they don't even know us as a person when i was so trying to separate how how they feel about us we have to like remember they don't know us when i was a baby cam model when i was a baby cam model this was probably the hardest thing for me um as a human being because i'm a people pleaser like to my core mm-hmm. um yeah hey this I is why that. this is one of the reasons i go to therapy but <laughs> i am a people pleaser to my core and when a fan and i'm also on streammate so i don't do one show with a large audience of people i do much more individualized shows one on ones um yeah. so i do a lot more fetish based content a lot more in my opinion 
pleasing content because I'm specifically trying to please one human being yes. or one or two yes. human beings I, at a time completely versus a that. large group. So for me, to have somebody have a negative opinion, leave a negative review, give me bad feedback, it would wreck my mental like, yeah. it, like, I would be like, I put my all into that. Like, I tried so hard. Like, and also, and like, if it... you didn't like it, I always had this option. I was like, if you if you don't like it, because especially in the, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm filming everything on, like, the shittiest webcam known to mankind. It's <laughs> built into my laptop. That's a piece of shit. Like, do you like this? Like, I was always like, I'll redo it or, like, tell me how it would look well, better. Well, because like, I, I was doing mostly live, it was when people would automatically log out without talking to me or would rate me low and like not tell me why it would like fuck me up I was like I would literally get offline this is obviously when I was baby cam off I've gotten away from this thank god but I would get offline and I would literally go to my comment section or to my rating section and scroll it and see what every single person had said Mm -hmm. and if they were negative I would almost give myself, there's no other way to put it, stage fright the next time I was getting ready yeah, to go like, online. Oh my God, because this many people thought this. And it's like, but I feel like the people who are negative mm-hmm. and, are the loudest because they're the most fucking miserable. And I really learned that when I let that go and stopped obsessing, it was so much easier for me to get online. It was so much easier for me to be available to my fans Mm -hmm. because I wasn't constantly worried about the ridicule. But that had nothing to do with the the way that I'm being treated because I'm being treated the same way. I have the same amount of naysayers, if not more, as I did before. It was just like I had to mentally progress. Yeah, to a point where you kind of just realize it's like, they all got their own issues. It's like, I, th- I think that anybody that I has the audacity to be fear, negative on the internet has their own issues going on. And I think for me as a human being, I came into sex work originally as a, like, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So I was young and it was out of necessity. And I think my fear was if one person had a negative opinion of what I was doing, I was never going to make money. I was never going to be successful. I was never going to make money. I was yeah. never going to go anywhere. Yeah, because you get that in your head because you're like, well, all these other people who are going to visit my page now are going to see these reviews from these people and they're going or to it was like if i can't please, not experience if i can't right please these people mm-hmm. like i was like if two people were un- if two people were unhappy and i get a hundred more fans that's gonna be 25 people unhappy and then it was always a domino effect in my head and it is true that on the internet there's very much so a domino effect when it comes to you know good or bad publicity or anything like that but for me <clears throat> i kept thinking that one opinion was like detrimental and all yeah it's like our our brains do that automatically is like for everything positive that can be said or anything positive going on it like it jumps to what's the most negative about the situation whether it's the most negative comment out of like a hundred positive comments you get like the one that sticks and it just sticks in your head and you're like no, I'm not a she-male. You want to know what... Don't fucking say that on you my page. Know one Why of... would you say that? And it's like... Or or like any of the things. Like, you're like, you're this or you're that. And it's like those... They, they're little nuggets that stick with these. You have to like push it out and just be like, eh, they have their own issues going on. It so has nothing to do with one me. One of the things that helped me is there are a couple of women in this industry that when I first got in the industry, I really idolized just because of either what they were accomplishing or their business hustle, who they are as a person, how they presented themselves to their fans. Like there are a couple of people that I like just idolize their 
almost like my creative crush. Mm-hmm. Like, not a sexual thing, because, like, they're not my yeah, physical type. Yeah, no, no, type, no. But, like, I understand like, completely. I had my like, own. <laughs> so there are a couple people in this industry, and I started to pay attention to their pages. Mm-hmm. Um, not for this reason, but what I noticed is they did have these negative, ostracizing, rude, disrespectful, even comments Everyone underneath their pages in a mass way, like, in a way that, like, I wasn't even dealing with. I'm still not dealing with. Um But it was almost really reaffirming for me. Not that they have to deal with it because I don't want any woman to deal with that. I don't want any person to have to deal with that, like woman regardless, because it's just... I think I say that because I see it more happening on these pages for women. Yeah, more especially often. because it is often more women that. And are I'm on also pages. looking at people I idolize. So that's, yes, of that's, course. So no gender like bias. There. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> but, saying that. I was just thinking negativity. As but a whole. the biggest thing for me is when I saw that. I also understood how successful these women were, and I started to regardless of those exactly. And it was like the first time that like I went. <gasps> Like, you can be successful yeah. if people hate you. And it's okay. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, it's like when you when you are able to step back and take that comparison, then you can also make the argument that... Because the I more, find these women the more, amazing. The more known you are, the more people know of you. It's like you said, all right, so that one negative comment or that one negative person doesn't like you turns into 25 once you get 100 followers or whatever. That's the same with anything because it's just that the more people know you... The more shitty people are going to know you, too. And the more people are going to either be jealous or just hate on what you do or, you know, be whatever for whatever reason. You're just more open to that because you're more in the public eye. But it's like it's hard to recognize that at first. And it's also hard to recognize as a new performer in any regard the fact that, oh, people know who you are. So, of course, you're going to get this negative attention no matter what, because you are in the public eye. And it's something that a lot of people don't consider. So especially like when you're just starting out, it's so overwhelming because you don't expect it. You're like, how could this possibly be happening to me? I'm fucking nobody. But and you are. I still in, feel... In a very small way. I but... still feel that way. And I think yeah, I've actually had that conversation with you a couple times because I look yeah. at the women I idolize and their follower counts are in the hundreds and thousands. And I'm like, ah, I'm nobody. How am I dealing with this? And then I look at it in comparison to other human beings or new models and things like that. And I'm like, you've worked very hard. You've amassed quite a bit. And I have to kind of check myself and be like, be grateful for where you are. Be proud of what you've built and mm-hmm. accept that obviously you are going to deal with this backlash. Mm-hmm. And I'll do. I'm definitely very happy that this industry has helped me mature mentally that way, though, because I think that mm-hmm. it it carries over into your real life. It carries it over to how you have other people treat and respect you, because, like I said, for me, mental health basis this yeah. was very reclaiming for me of my sexual identity and who i am as a person mm-hmm. and it carries over into other areas mm-hmm. and i see myself more confident more sure of myself yeah. more able to tackle things because i have dealt with this in my professional yeah. life so i'm grateful for it at this point but in the beginning it almost had me running for the hills and giving up yeah and <laughs> And I didn't really have the the give up option. It was all or nothing. But it was kind of like I I understand all of this. Like there was so much trepidation. Like I had no idea what I was doing with anything. Well, <laughs> when I, I when I started, I feel like I made the biggest mistakes you possibly can as a cam model. Yeah, and because I got them out of the way, it was the only reason. This episode with Caitlin, you should. We should you should listen to it if you haven't. The mic quality is terrible, but the stories are good, and we talk about <laughs> you know, using naked humans as furniture so go check it out 
definitely um, did. I made the biggest mistakes I could. Sold out basically is the only way I can put it. And um, it was making those mistakes yeah, that but made it, me get over myself life, essentially. Life and is I'm just making mistakes and either learning from them or repeating them. And for me, I did actually, because I went through my accent, bow out of the industry for a minute. And I. I took a big step back and I was like, am I even willing to go back? Am yeah, I even willing even to do it? Is this even something that I still want to continue like, with? I was more like, can I as a person handle everything that comes with it? Yeah. Because it was just a moment where I realized that as fun and exciting and vivacious as this industry is, I got smacked with all the other stuff that it comes with. All mm -hmm. the mental health stuff. All of the bad, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. And I'm so glad that I did. Because, like I said, I matured as a human being. Mm -hmm. But, man. But it is it is those big it's it's those big slaps in the face, and it's those huge obstacles that kind of it does make or break you. So you have to figure out like what it is that you're willing to do, what it is that you're willing to sacrifice, and sometimes you're not given the opportunity to decide either because it's decided for you. I and that's what a that. lot of people don't understand or realize or appreciate. There and... are a lot of women in this industry that I have spoken to that that is how they came into this industry. And a lot of people, and then it comes down to, well, why don't you just do something else then? Well, a lot of us find that in a way that when we finally do take control of what it is that this job is to us and when we are finally able to get out of whatever abusive situation brought us here, we find this new awakening inside of it that's like, oh, I was never able to control anything and look sexual how much... in my life and mm -hmm. here's what here's what i did accomplish mm -hmm. i want to accomplish more and i want to do that on my own and you i want to do this job and i want to do, do this job in a way that makes me feel sexually empowered because i never was before mm -hmm. now Definitely. you can go tell us to do another job but what good is that going to do because what jobs are available to us you know it's like it, it will go go start a business and go start this and go do this but i can't even call this working... thing the whore next door without it getting censored so it's but like in... you know calm down i've seen a lot of women who in our industry have retired or have decided to move into a different facet of life almost all of them at least the ones that obviously i am following this isn't yeah. everyone no yes a lot of the women have amassed businesses in our industry because our industry accepts them um I feel like unless you have a large fan base, which is going to support the business ventures that you're going into, it's going to be hard to enter back into a vanilla realm and establish business mm -hmm. because people, especially if you're on the popul popularity level that like you are, people are going to see you as a porn star. They're going to see you as branded as sexual or a sexual identity. Yeah. And it's like, I have no problem with being branded sexual. And I don't know why people do have a problem with it. I because... personally don't either. No, I, it's yeah. who I am. No, I'm saying just like uh, people on a whole. It's like, I think if like people are so but taboo corporate, what I mean is like a lot and... of corporate industries no, for sure, because they don't want that away as their from image. That. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you know, you make do with what you can. And you know what? When it when it comes down to things at the end of the day, I love entertaining. And I may only entertain fucking 50 people or, you know, the, the people on my subscription pages or whatever. Or the five people who listen to this. Who cares? What I'm saying is I when do I go it, live I do on it for the love of doing it. When I go it. live on Instagram and there's like three of you and I'm still going ham. Yeah. That's because me. It's like, 
it's, it's just it's fun and honestly like I for so long I wasn't able to do this job or really branch outside of just camming in any manner because it was not made available to me How and exciting. it's like and so for me it's just a matter of exploring and doing things that I find fun and doing things that like like you said you, good like you said you started this podcast as a to like, learn to talk to me <laughs> And you said even it was kind of on a whim and a little bit of a like not yeah. taking it super seriously. And now yeah. I'm like, this is the best fun. <laughs> <laughs> and like now you have a pretty fun reach and and we're doing fun things. And I'm here for the 900th and 99th episode. Kidding. <laughs> I'm manifesting. Okay, guys. Yes, we're, we're planning really far. <laughs> 999th episode where we're going to have a green screen the size of a football stadium. The whole house is going to be painted as a green screen. <laughs> Like I said, look at the progress you've already made in something that you didn't even know if it was going to amass to something fun or yeah. interesting. So, I mean. Yeah. And it's and it's just fun to explore. And it's like even, you know, just getting this stuff or whatever, like making what... it more fun for myself. And that's what I talked about on a, a solo episode because it at the end of the day, it's not about how many people like it or Agree. follow it or subscribe it or whatever because they, I already have enough people who do that. It's like, girl, the amount of stolen content I've been having to go through lately. <laughs> My God, DMCA, it's ridiculous. Thank you for yes, existing. thank you. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot. So, it's like people are already out there. People already like me. So it's like you know, watch this or don't. Like it's something fun for me to do and be able to talk to my friends and maybe to the couple people who listen, bring some awareness about some things. Whether it's I love whether that, it's though. mental health or whether it's somebody's funny experiences or their bad experiences or give some humanity to the people that they're either. A jerking off to, I was just or, about to say that, or even, or even just other too. friends that I've had, like uh, different, you know, photographers or makeup artists, you know, um, you know, different, you know, business owners no, and things like that. No, I love that, that you've so, amassed such an eclectic group of friends just in what you do and all of the experiences that you've had and like yeah, the travel. You've amassed an eclectic group of humans, so it's very, year. it's been very interesting. Even myself watching the podcast that like I haven't been on, seeing some of the interesting human beings that you've touched base with and stuff. Like you had um, the motor people yeah, on here at one point so shout out candidate again Woo. yeah because my butt definitely learned some stuff on that podcast because as much as i smoke weed and i smoke typically pretty great weed mm -hmm. uh no mids for me yeah darby <laughs> is super knowledgeable and i'd honestly love to have her I back whether stuff. whether representing candidate or just her in general but she's uh yeah she's such an interesting human being and it's like i and I love at that. the start of this year, like it's like I didn't think that I would be. I guess this will be at the start of you know last year because <laughs> this is coming out in January. What am I talking about? Um, I'm trying anyway. I'm stoned. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, <laughs> but I didn't think that I would meet or interact with, you know, eighty percent of the people that I have this year, and in large part because of this. And I'm like, but this is nothing. And they're like, but we want to come. I'm like, why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's like, well, then you know people care enough it's to because, come on and wait hold on and i know this is going to be shocking but people find you interesting <gasps> david cut that out <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously it's it's amazing i find to other me. people interesting because it's like i just want to expand my realm of people i didn't when talk I messaged, to people for so long when i messaged you when you asked me to come back it was like the fact that you think there's more things we could talk about and you were like stop and i was like we've been talking ah! for an hour already stop do you it. want to keep talking I... let's talk about stuff what should we talk about oh, oh i don't know <laughs> 
fuck i wish i wish people left more like emails and voicemails and stuff i i, I was like i'm an eclectic human being and i think that's the hardest thing for me i was like what do you want to talk about we can talk about so many things <laughs> that's exactly like, okay so blah, 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 blah. i asked this of my friend who was on recently lexi she's very shy she didn't want to get into all of it so maybe i can ask you ask do you me want, things. do you want to talk about sex stuff while we're sitting here in our pajamas yeah that's kind of naughty okay um actually uh david i have a really good idea I'm going to go make us more coffee because it's still morning. And since we're at an hour, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. So, but I am going to keep recording David, but this is going to be another episode. I've just deemed it. So, all right. Take two coming. Next.